laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I hey, I'm Reese. <laughs> And I'm and I'm curling. And this is to Ellen and back after dark. <laughs> yeah, this is a show where we normally recap episodes of the L Word one at a time, just one at a time. Yeah, but today is a very special episode. We're not re. How many episodes are we recapping today? We are recapping zero episodes. Zero episodes. Although we did do a real episode earlier today. Yes, but that is airing next week. Seems like a million years ago, honestly. It's crazy. We have two very, very special guests oh with us today. God, we do. First, I mean, this person These are people almost... who are going to be in the house anyway while we were doing this. <laughs> <laughs> These are people that were... Already here. ...home. <laughs> but they're very special. Yeah. I live here. <laughs> I'm well, their roommate. You, their child. you know, you know, Lauren Karen Klein as the brain behind the podcast. She edits, produces, mixes, writes jingles for every episode of this show. Every single episode, one episode at a time. And she's here in person with us today. Hello, <laughs> Karen. Karen's here. Karen's, <laughs> Karen's name is Lauren, but we've just been calling her Karen for a long time. Um, we also have one more person here, a very special guest. Yeah. Noted photographer <laughs> and my wife, Robin Romer. Hi, Robin. Robin is here all the way from the other part of the house. <laughs> first time listener, first time guest. <laughs> first time listener. <laughs> Is this Zero time Robin wants to remind us that she has not, not listened <laughs> to a single episode of her Scenario one of her wife's podcast. However, I have listened to my wife talk. <laughs> it's true. So I get you've the actually idea. <laughs> you've, you've also listened to Reese and I talk. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. specifically about this show. Yeah, yeah. in real yeah. life. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah Robin so. was there watching S six with us. Yep. It's kind of like I'm at a live podcast all the time <laughs> what was so so great for you it yeah. is yeah you're so fortunate so exclusive so welcome it's really great to have you both here yeah Good this to see is you. our this is a real treat <laughs> it's a real treat this is our so this is like our season two wrap-up episode yeah. where we're like putting it in a box and then we're wrapping it like but for yeah. free it's free gift wrap with and any we're gonna bury it. yeah and then we will bury it in a, so in a shallow grave in a yeah so it's easy to get it back when we need it. Yeah, yeah like if there's a fire, you want to dig it up and be able to take it with you. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. not too hard. So Lauren, allegedly Lauren, <laughs> um, when did you first watch The L Word? I was a freshman in college, which was 2010. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I was dating my first girlfriend, and she was like, you have to watch The L Word was experienced it for the first time and was like doing a really bad job of hyping it up. And I don't, when people like tell me shows to watch, I'm always like, I got to see it trailer. <laughs> like, I'm not going to watch it from what you're saying. And then she put it on where she was mm -hmm. in the first episode. The very first thing I saw was the first episode of season two when Tina's like, 
I just popped or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And didn't watch it. And then after the year went by, I was home for the summer and I watched it all on Netflix. And anytime my like parents came in my room, I had like a, a tab ready to go. <laughs> so that I like I'm just um practicing the trumpet. <laughs> um, computer. Yeah. Um yeah. So you saw it with the bad music. I saw it with the bad music. Wow. So yeah. And here I am. Robin, um, what's mm. your outward origin story? Um, I have like a vague memory of watching it the second season because the first season so in 2004 I was out of college <laughs> I was in seventh grade um, dating myself get out of my house uh, um, you can leave do you, want to see <laughs> do you want to see my ID no I don't want to see your middle school ID get away from it what is it a library um, card I'll pass uh, I got a note from my teacher to be here that's very cute that's adorable oh, I was an adult <laughs> um I was living with my parents though so I was afraid to watch it at their house so I waited until I had my own apartment which was a, like a year after so in 2005 I had my own apartment and then I started watching it and at the time I had a girlfriend and so we would watch it together and I don't have really crisp memories of the beginning of the L word but I do remember when I was dating Carly and we would go to Reese's and we would watch whatever seasons those were that we watched and we would discuss them because that was really fun yeah that was when we were like first dating mm -hmm. yeah a really long time ago it was a really long time ago yeah it's cool we were babies well, babies you're child yeah you were an I'm actual alphabet. child and yeah. alex was a baby we thought alex was a baby but now alex is old and has an actual and has a baby has so a baby. this is confusing for us yeah, alex has a little has pickle a yeah. alex was um my girlfriend at the time who was also part of our l word watching crew yes. for those of you at home who don't know and anyway now she's has a human baby like she's she's she in has charge a little, of little pickle a, yeah she has her own little, little baby pickle, pickle. <laughs> you know just mm -hmm. like tina yeah so, <laughs> so in that way everything is the same Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really love hearing everyone's L word origin story. It's always yeah, me so too. interesting. I like, love it. Very, very interesting. Um, I, who do you think had the best of the season? Laura, Laura Zach, Zach. for sure. <laughs> yeah, she did. did Congratulations. You, did you hear it, Robin? Oh, no, wait. I didn't. Sorry. No, no, Robin has never listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I can ask Laura Zach in person. So it's <laughs> fine. Good. Should we retell it based on our memory? <laughs> no, no. Instead, we could listen to some voicemails from our listeners talking about when they first listened to the L word. Hit it. Hi, Jenny. It's Marina. I was thinking about you. I started watching The L Word on Netflix as a baby bisexual. Uh, he was in my early 20s. You know, even though the show was not very bi-friendly and there was definitely a lot of biphobia on the show, I still just reveled in the whole in, in getting to see women, stories about women loving women, and finally seeing one part of myself, at least, represented, and I, I just, I loved it so much. Hi, this is Bridget, and I'm calling in because I've realized through listening to your podcast that I don't know my own L-word origin story. My wife and I were just trying to figure out when we first watched the series, because we've watched it several times, and we, we can't remember the circumstances under which it came into our lives. 
I, I certainly remember seeing the box DVD set at my great friend's condo and being very shocked and surprised and thinking, but you don't have to watch this. But I don't know how I first came to watch it at all. I, is a crucial component of my lesbian identity missing? Um, but I, I think whatever happened to Carly at that Peaches concert must have happened to me too. I was like 18 years old, and my first girlfriend at the time was 21. She got the box set of the DVDs, the actual DVDs. We would watch an episode or two um, when we were supposed to be like doing homework because we were both in college. <laughs> and immediately afterwards just have sex for hours. My origin story is like classic me and my best friend watching it together and sleeping with each other. Hi, um, my name's Art. I'm calling from Vancouver, Canada. I initially came across the L word when I was a youth in a small town in the interior of BC. There was only one video store and the LGBT section was really obvious, um, so I could just kind of like nip over there when I was there with my family. But the history section was across from it, so I pretended to be really interested in history for a long time so that I could look at Kate Manning and stuff on the cover of all the DVDs. I was working on a farm. I was 19, I'd just come out, and there was this one person that I had a huge crush on who was talking to me and telling me about the L word and I was like what's the L word and they were like oh my god you're such a bad lesbian you have to watch this and then we watched the first season together. So I uh, was working at the time as a waitress at a chain restaurant in Times Square and I always worked the same shift with these two girls their names were Gina and Shannon and they, Gina was a lesbian and I was kind of like a baby guy, but Gina told me about the L word we talked about when we were working and I like didn't really start watching it yet and then Gina and Shannon started hooking up and Shannon was straight and had a boyfriend so it was all this dyke drama happening at work um, and that's kind of when I started to watch the L word um, and I, I watched it on Netflix so I would go home and as soon as I started watching it I was like deeply deeply hooked like I didn't it would be like I have to leave now so I can go home and watch the L word like I didn't hang out with anyone for like a solid month while I binged the entire thing I was like I, I can't wait to get home and see what my lesbians are doing hi my name is Justine my quick and simple L word origin story is that I went to a camp and heard about the podcast, did not actually go to the live showing because I wanted to drink at the pool, sorry. Came home and listened to it, and now I'm watching for the first time. This L Word origin story comes to us from Laura Heaven. Subject is Confessions of a True Tina Fan. All right. <laughs> Bold claim. Hot take. What a great subject line. Though. Unpopular Announcing it right up front. Yeah. If you haven't deleted this based on the title alone, allow me to explain... <laughs> It was 2004. I was 25. I had a thing for blondes. This is gr- off to a great I mean, start. I love this, this already. This is yeah. from Alex. As a blonde. <laughs> I love this. Oh, we have some blondes in the room. They're really into this uh, letter. Love it. Love some blonde love. <laughs> blondes on blonde loving. Love it. I had come out just a couple of years before, leaving my male fiancé for the woman I would go on to marry. 
in what could have been an L word plot line, my wife played the field. <laughs> in what could have been an L word plot line, my wife's ex invited us to watch this new show. At the time, my straight guy friend was living with us, so we invited him too. Ew. In parentheses, it says, to my knowledge, he never set up video cameras in our house. That's good. Good. Whoa. Good for you. That's good. That's yeah. actually very good. Um, we don't. We don't want that. The four of us sat in awkward darkness watching the exploits of the L word gang. And there on the porch snuggled Tina and Bet. They wanted everything I wanted. Stability, marriage, kids. I identified with them. I had never been an out single person. I neither wanted to be nor be with Shane. Until Tina and Bet, I didn't know I needed the kind of representation they gave me. I hated Bet for cheating and felt devastated on behalf of Tina. She lost her pregnancy and then her partner. What could be worse? I quit watching the show somewhere in the middle as other shows with queer characters were launched and the L word wasn't our only option, but it came back to it by the end. There was a part of me that needed to see Tina and Bet work things out. Of course, looking back, I can see how toxic Bet is and how annoying and racist Tina is. But 15 years ago, they were the only people on my wife's ex's TV screen mm. who had a life like I wanted. Fortunately for me, real life turned out better than television. My wife and I celebrate 15 years of marriage this year and have three wonderful children. Yeah, that's wonderful. She and I have every intention of watching Generation Q. Maybe we'll call up her ex and see if she has showtime. After all, we introduced her to her wife, so she owes us. Maybe my straight friend and his wife can join us and it'll be a party. Anyone know a good babysitter? Perhaps Angus the Manny is available. That's almost a spoiler, but we'll let it. We'll let it. Thank you for the podcast. It's been delightful to revisit the show in that time in my life. I'm looking forward to your take on what's to come. <laughs> well, that oh, makes one of us. Yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm sold. That was a wonderful I approve. letter. Are you a Tina fan? I no, I'm not a Tina fan, oh. but I think that's really interesting. That was wonderful. yeah, I do too. Just, just a family gal. Just a family gal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They do like open the first episode. They're like together and like oh yeah, yeah. she's like let's make it. Yeah. yeah, like it's like <laughs> that's how it starts. Yeah. yeah, so it's like yeah. right in your face. Yeah, that's true. I guess when I was first sense. watching this, I mean, now I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess Bed and Tina have more of what I want in life. But when I was watching this, I obviously just wanted to be sharing out Alice. Yeah, same. They have that pool. I would like their. Pool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wanted a, the pool. Yeah. They had a yeah. pool. I still want a pool. I, that's just like still just reiterating that on the podcast that yeah. um, I'm still interested in a pool. I always like Bet's house. I yeah, like the house to live is really, in. really pretty. Yeah, it's like it. Craftsman. It also ages really. Like it still's cute. Yeah, like in the, yeah. you know. I never liked their dynamic though. Their dynamic always bothered me so yeah. much. Yeah, I never liked it either. It was either I mean, Bet was like cheating and being controlling, and Tino's being racist and weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. those or really like Tino's one. And then I mean, they'll see what happens <laughs> as we pursue. Yeah, yeah. This is another letter we got from Ron. The year was 2013. I was 13 and gay and in the closet and I just found a huge list of every lesbian character in a TV show that ever existed. I got a tiny laptop that barely worked and no Wi-Fi in my home. I discovered that if I lean right in the correct way on my room door, I could get my next door neighbor's Wi-Fi. I used my newfound Wi-Fi to get into a group chat of LGBT youth and discovered that notorious list. I spent most of my afternoons watching shows that were on that list. I live in Israel. I didn't have cable and Netflix was a faraway dream. My English was only so-so, and since then it just slightly improved, and finding and watching most of those shows was pretty hard. I watched all of Grey's Anatomy, some episodes of Buffy, and a random number of episodes of Warehouse 13. The most difficult show to find was The L Word. I could only find some episodes. They were definitely not for my age and definitely not numbered correctly, but I remember watching them and feeling like I discovered a new world. It was my first time seeing an out-and-proud group of queer women, not just one gay sidekick. Yup. 
Sure was. Yep. Yeah. They had real lives. They didn't die most of the time. And they had <laughs> friends and families and even if alternative ones. I hoped I could be like them when I grow up. It was also my first introduction to trans narratives. As I said, my English wasn't the best. And honestly, so was the English of the guy who did the subtitles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my mind, Lisa, the male lesbian, was actually a trans man. For me, mm-hmm. he wasn't a funny punchline. He was everything I wanted to be when I grew up. A man who was also a lesbian with a bunch of cool queer women friends. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. That's so sweet. I didn't know being a transmasculine person was an option. And even if I did, I thought that meant giving up on being a lesbian as an identity that was a huge part of my being. The realization I got when I first watched Ivan meet Kit is that was the type of person I wanted to be. I didn't get far into the second season. I think the theme song and the disappearance of Ivan was what broke me. I came out as a lesbian soon after that and discovered that the queer community existence was possible even outside of my tiny laptop. In a way, being a part of this community made it more difficult to understand my trans identity. Every trans guy I know hated being called by female pronouns, hated his dead name, hated remembering that he was also once a lesbian. But in the end, with the help of some amazing people, I did come out as a transmasculine person, and I didn't lose my lesbian past. This week, I'm celebrating my 19th birthday. I have Wi-Fi in my home. I've just gotten top surgery. I'm rewatching The L Word, and I understand that story a lot better now. And I think I kind of did become the man lesbian my version of Lisa wanted me to be. Thank you. It's a pleasure to relive those moments and understanding them differently. You truly make me feel part of a community. Thank you for including trans narratives in the story. It means a lot to me. Oh, I really love that. That was the loveliest letter. It's so interesting to think because that if you were watching it and you knew it had been poorly translated, that when they were like, Lisa's a male lesbian, you might think, no, they probably don't mean that exactly. Like thinking that it meant something else, you know, because I think that's a totally valid interpretation of it. You know, that's really cool. Yeah. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I loved it. Cool. That was great. That was a cool story. I just like love that people go to great lengths to like steal wi-fi yeah <laughs> to be part of a community hour. like yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like thing little little details like that are just like you yeah, know it's cute. Or, it's cute so tender really so tender. It's very pure this letter is from abby it's called how i found the l word so i thought you guys might appreciate my how i found the l word story so i was 15 out and definitely a hundred yard gay I couldn't watch it all on TV, so I bought the first season on eBay, and it was like a clear pirated disc someone had written on in in Sharpie. Anyway, I didn't have an eBay account, so I convinced my mom to buy it for me, and then when it arrived, she insisted on watching an episode. (laughs) Parentheses, shit. (laughs) I had already somehow watched the pilot, so tried my best to casually suggest we watch maybe the third episode with less sex. She was having none of it and put on the first episode, at which point my dad decided to sit down as well. As you can imagine, I was fucking mortified. We got as far as Shane in the pool and my dad walked out saying, I can't watch this with my daughter. My mom turned it off and said, I bought my daughter porn and left the room. <laughs> oh, no. That's really oh, funny. My oh, my God. Amazing. I could oh. never watch that word with my parents. No. Never. No. And my mom is gay and I would never watch it yeah, with her. No. No. Mm-mm. 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 What was your favorite part of the season? I like when Alice says, this coffee tastes like poopy shit. (laughs) It's one of my favorite lines. That's a classic. And also when Carmen goes, this is where I want to be in five years. (laughs) (laughs) That's also one of my favorite lines. Where was she when she said that? When they were like, on the like, DJ board, the like soundboard, <laughs> and, she's and she's like, "Can I show you some shit?" And then <laughs> she's like, like "This is where I want to be." Like, that's when Shane, Shane and Carmen the- fucking plays. She puts on this song that's called it. "Shane and Carmen Fucking." 
in the actual soundtrack of the show. Oh, right. And then they have sex while that song is playing. And yeah. she's like, you hear that? Okay. This is like where I want I'm, my sound to be in five years. Oh, good Lord. Objectively, I think any critic, anyone with a critical eye would say the following are the top 10 moments of this. Season. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah. Number 10, Jenny and Carmen in the bathroom peeing on each other's vaginas. Oh, <laughs> love it. I think that's un- okay. Undoubtedly, Wait, can I say that when is I first, number two. When I first oh, yeah. watched that show, I didn't know that they were like <laughs> fingering each other. What? I thought they were just, like, just like, I need to sit for a second. Like I had, I didn't think a sexual act was happening. I mean, I saw them like making it like. You I thought just, that they were just seeing time were just, in the like, bathroom. Down, yeah. Here, quick, let's go all and, at like, once. We're, like, I, I pee, only have five but, like, minutes yeah. in here. Yeah, I had. No, I was like, oh, that's happening. <laughs> Anyways, I love it. Okay, moving no. on to number nine. <laughs> number number nine. Sandra Bernhardt yells at Jenny. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Definitely. To, to not use puns. Number eight. Jenny yells at Mark. Every time that happened. Yeah. Jenny writes, is this what you want on her chest? app? No. The best part was when Jenny was like, I've never had sex before. Do oh, you yeah. Like, she was pretending. Like, she was like, she was so, oh, my God. She was so good. She was just like, was fuck you. Jenny. I'm, you're like the worst dick ever. And I'm going to, like, she was like making fun of him. Yeah. But also in a like very deeply important way. So that, t- yeah. that time I was being serious. Number seven was Tina's ponchos. Um, especially the pink one. The pink one that was worn in every episode. Every episode. Um, number six was the surveillance girl that Helena was on a date with. Oh my god, the surveillance photographer. <laughs> um, yeah. Who was she? <laughs> Who the fuck was that girl? What's um, her deal? Um, number five is when Peggy Peabody is having sex with the man and she has like a translator there. <laughs> To translate because they don't speak the same language. So he tra- she translates their sex talk. <laughs> that was great, too. Number four was when Tina, in her robe, flung open all the doors for a condo and was like, we're having lesbian sex in here! <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was so good. Is number three the parapolenta tart? <laughs> Number three was that they sage pre- business is, advice was Kit, was Kit fixing her business by raising the price of the pear planta tart to an inconscionable <laughs> that's not even a real word to an unbelievable three hundred billion dollars <laughs> well, and really they sold out they sold out every day number two yeah. was when Jenny was supposed to write a new story like she was like stop writing about yourself write about something else blah 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 get out of your head and then Jenny turns in a story that has characters named Tim. Jean <laughs> Marina <laughs> and she and Charlotte Birch is like great work <laughs> much improved because like did the PA like just was like yeah I'm gonna write up I'll, I'll yeah sure I'll write up the document we're using as Jenny's as Jenny's story thinking no one is ever gonna pause it and read every single word but they didn't predict me you know <laughs> they didn't know anyone would ever be this stupid number one was uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's hard to pick <laughs> Can I can I give my opinion? But it's like definitely not a number one. But yeah, sure. Because I re-listened to all of it, and it's something you pointed out in the first episode yeah. when Tina f- goes to their old house and looks at Bet's computer. Uh-huh. You like wrote down <laughs> what the emails were. Oh yeah, <laughs> and one of them was Dana forwarding or something, and she says you should check this out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there were like three unanswered emails from Marina. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They yeah. were totally unread. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Just a, oh, a you know, Karen another, <laughs> another highlight was, I mean, was the seven stations of the cross. <laughs> oh, was I'm people so, eating was, chicken, chicken wings, wings and, and then having anal sex? <laughs> That's pride. pride. The menu. Yeah, that's definitely number one. Number number one. The of the cross. <laughs> the clipboard. All in all, put that on your clipboard. Yeah, put that on your clipboard, Gay Howie. <laughs> gay Howie. Oh, the woman who was. Am I too suburban? <laughs> that comes back around. Oh, shit, Veronica Bloom, like having that face mask peeled off. Oh God, that was hideous. Also, when she was like yelling about her hair, even though she that's was wearing good. a hat. I need you to do my hair. She yeah. had a fedora on all yeah. <laughs> Or the time when we she both dressed like both Mr. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> the time she was like an old timey gangster. Yeah, she was. She was like, I'm Dick Tracy. <laughs> Who's doing my hair, Shane? Get over Don't here. Don't touch the hat. Don't touch the hat. Need it. Just spill my bangs. How we both paused the scene with the videotape yes, cases to write to down, write down all, the, the, all the titles yeah. and several of them were oh, like yeah. Shane <laughs> making dinner yeah we really, yeah. Mark's like collection of video Is footage Shane yeah. making dinner there was yeah, like the six Mark's tapes wow. of that can't wait for the Mark and Gomi film fest oh yeah <laughs> oh didn't we say we were gonna actually yeah. create their document <laughs> yeah yeah we are no we were I'm, I'm sorry. We're gonna make wait. a Kickstarter video we, for Mark's documentary. Right. No, we were gonna make. <laughs> hey guys, we we're gonna make a Kickstarter for his documentary hey about guys. living <laughs> I got two roommates. They're lesbians. I know what you're thinking. Have you hit that yet? And I haven't, I but haven't. I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me chug this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've hidden cameras all through the house, and by hidden, I do mean that they don't know they're there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really, it's going to be the most important thing I've ever done. It's like, this is like going to be up there with the work of like the, the Maisel brothers. brothers. Yeah. Like it's that good. Yeah. Like, like watch out. Yeah. Watch out free solo. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Taking all your awards. <laughs> I'm going to get my Got own my awards. eye on you, March of the Penguins. <laughs> Was there even cameras in like 2000 and? Five no, that no, were there that were no small, cameras. That had that like that crisp of audio, no, crystal clear. Like, no, they would have like, had like two how, pixels. It's just like yeah. yeah. So I think that that's obviously those are highlights of the of the season. I would say um, low lights. Tanya, yeah, Ugh. Mark and Gomi, Toe, Toe, Robin's wardrobe. Yeah. Uh huh. I think that the most important story they told this season was the story of like an entrepreneur who was selling baked goods at a at like a at like a coffee shop. It's also a nightclub, and by the end they're doing small plates. <laughs> you two can sell small plates. Yeah, wow, a lot of character development there. Oh, yeah. What if I can't actually I love up? small plates. Yeah. It's my favorite way to eat. Full disclosure, I cannot remember this at all. <laughs> say, I remember, full disclosure, like, I hate small plates. <laughs> you want to address the Jenny in the room? Let's address the Jenny in we the room. We got an email about Jenny. A, a kind, well-worded email. Valid, you could say. Dear Reese and Carly, First, thanks so much for this podcast. My partner and I have spent many years being at the center of a group of friends made up of mostly straight and lovely, of course, women, and therefore spent a long time making L word references and being met with looks that reminded us of our audience and that we may as well have been uttering esoteric spells. Yay for Monday morning lesbian podcast community. 
As expected, I'm uplifted with every new Mark's gruesome death scenario. While I truly love almost all aspects of this podcast, I'm writing with one major sadness that I hope you can hear out. This is a sadness about the way Jenny's storyline was dealt with on season two of the podcast. Admittedly, I am a Jenny apologist. I like to say for the record that I am also a Jenny apologist. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Also, Emmy for Mia. Same. Hashtag. And I totally recognize why that is not everyone's position. Same. I wonder, though, why Jenny and her storyline in season two had to be a punchline first and a serious representation of trauma second or not at all. What if we took Jenny's paper dolls and carnival scenes and documentary making less as a silly joke and more about the ways in which the triggering of past trauma can tap into other versions of trauma, like inherited trauma and PTSD? Perhaps it feels a bit overwrought, as do many things on the show, but simply laughing at the ways in which Jenny being triggered pushes her to process her traumas in unusual ways doesn't seem to do the character or other survivors with similar experiences justice. Um... I think that was really poorly done by the show, though. Yeah, yeah I think that is like... It was a, really unclear what was happening. I think happening. that's like what sparks the debate. Cause I right, think that, yeah. I, that's true. I think like they could have talked about Jenny's trauma so much better, I think. Like yeah. if like the carnival scenes are supposed to be that, like I just think it's, it's like weak. a poor execution. Yeah. yeah, and like... I don't think... I, I, be- I believe Jenny, but like... I think that we've all agreed as a community that those scenes are bad. Like, I think that's why that was the punchline. Like, the carnival stuff yeah. was the punchline first. Because it was, like, it's sort of, like, a commonly accepted truth within a, peop- like, group of human beings who've seen the L word that everybody hates. Those carnival The scenes. carnival scenes. Yeah. And the first time I saw it, I don't know, I didn't really have any negative feelings about it. I just thought they were weird. I thought it, it was wasn't until, weird. like, yeah, I just thought it was like, weird. I was like, well, this I just so don't, I don't think it was well um, done. And so, no. and I think it's also, like, I don't think that we are necessarily qualified to talk about the ways... Like it, we we could speak about things from personal experience, but I don't think that we have the like, I don't know. I guess I've been doing things on the internet so long to to sort of and also like with camp that there's like a certain responsibility when you start talking about topics like that. Right. Like I'm not I'm definitely not qualified to speak about that. But what I can say is that I was never making fun of what Jenny was going through. Right. I think that is like a very clear distinction between what the character is experiencing and then that's like an internal thing within the show and then how the show itself, the external thing, Mm -hmm. how it poorly executed those things. And I think those are two completely different critiques. It's not even in Mia Kirshner's execution because she like did an amazing job. No, she's an amazing actor. We've been saying Emmy for Mia like forever. And and I think, yeah, I think that's, that's the crux of it. Um, Jenny has repressed a trauma that involves being violated and then having that violation denied and ignored. Of course, Mark's cameras are the ultimate way in which she's re-victimized this season. And it would seem dysfunctions is the most powerful trigger of her repressed memories. As a child, after her violation, her parents denied that it happened and she was never able to process this. It, by the way, that's something we didn't learn until yeah. um, season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Is it so crazy then for her to challenge Mark to stay and deal with what he did? To not run away from the hurt he caused and moved on? I actually don't think it was crazy either, but I wasn't, I didn't say that I thought it was. It was you and the, whoever the guest was who were talking about that. Yeah. And I, I do think that's crazy. Yeah. Why, what did she do? Remind me. When, <laughs> a, after she found out that Mark had the cameras and he violated everything, yeah. he's like, I'm going to move out. They were like, you, you got to go. Yeah. Well, he like volunteered to move out. And then right as he's leaving, Jenny's like, I dare you to stay and like face this. And then, so then he just like is part of the show for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And eventually she starts talking to him again. Yeah. Oh, like he has to like be uncomfortable and like live there right. and deal with it. Yeah, yeah so. I can I can understand it from both sides. That's the thing is like I think this is we're talking about stories and like there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens in stories that is like really intense and deep or like that really taps into real things that we're dealing with. And sometimes those things will be poorly handled and sometimes they'll be well handled. 
Um, but I think ultimately like there's so many different ways to view this. And I think this is yeah. a completely valid way to view it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also valid for people to be like, this is just like, I mean, no matter what the topic, it's like very poorly done yeah. work. Um, but also just like, are we doing the, a character a disservice when we dismiss Jenny as simply illogical, even her powerful rebuke of Mark and really a patriarchal violence was undermined on the podcast. I feel sad about that. Um, I loved that part and said so on the podcast. Yeah. I think it was Chingy hated it. Remember yeah. that we had Chingy on that episode and she like hates Jenny. Yeah. I don't, I think you and I both liked that part. Yeah. When she's, yeah. So but I don't. Yeah. And it's also valid for Chingy not to have liked it. Yeah. But I agree. I thought that that was great. I thought that was really well done. And yeah. I thought Jenny did it. I thought it was really interesting and powerful. What's interesting to me about this is that I feel like we did say this stuff, didn't we? Yeah. Was it not in the final? I feel like, I think I feel like you said a lot of this stuff. Yeah. yeah I am also yeah. a Jenny apologist. So I feel like I agree with, I agree with you. And like, I think we've talked about it. Like when Brittany was on and mm-hmm. yeah, we Brittany's were talking about, it has a lot of, like, yeah, really we were talking good. about like, that's part of mm-hmm. how I see Jenny as somebody who's like dealing with a lot of trauma and stuff. And I sort of, I think that I kind of write off the parts of her story that are like really, I think over the top, like in terms of like how there's, you know, killing the dog, like all of this sort of like bananas, Jenny said the top of season six. Like I think of that as not really in t- part of her character. Whereas I think people who really hate her see the mental illness and the trauma is not really part of her character. You can't really see both. They don't, I don't think they, this showed us a convincing way of stitching both of those ideas together. The carnival scenes really make no sense. Yeah, if you watch it, so. not knowing the future. Yeah. It's but just like, what, oh, what are, what are the, the pig faces? Like what? Yeah. yeah. It's like, they're and, like mixing like, like metaphor into it in a way that. Also, don't they always do those? I mean, I know that like it's connected to like her writing, so they don't even like really explain. It's not like she's. It's not explained. Randomly well. triggered and then is brought into right. this world. She's literally sitting down writing. So you're like, oh, she's writing some weird story. Yeah. Like you really takes a while for the show to explain that. He says on the final episode of the podcast, Jenny's. Stories described as so annoying and her behavior in the hours leading up to her self-harming is laughed at, subsumed under the caveat that while this is a very important topic, Jenny's journey is ridiculous and a punchline. Even in the moment of her self-harm in the bathroom, the focus is not all on her experience, but on how wonderful a friend Shane is for intervening. I will say when I listened to the, fi- to the podcast, I thought that too. I was like, oh shit, like the way that we talked, the way that we talked about that scene um, and focused on Shane was bad. We should have done that. Yeah. But I also, I disagree with this characterization of how we talked about it. As do I. <laughs> I think that we did talk talk about it being serious, but also certain things about it being ridiculous. And honestly... And also, it's not it's not Jenny's situation that's ridiculous. It's yeah. the way the show handled it. And so I think, like, me, you know, like, anytime I was like, this is ridiculous, I wasn't talking about what she was doing. I was talking about the way the show was handled. Yeah, with this, these topics deserve to be handled with more grace. Yeah. It's true about the same thing, but also I think with like self-harm in particular it's really difficult to talk about like I feel like we started a million sentences about it and we couldn't because it's one of those things that is so so triggering for people that to have us engage with it in any real way or for like me it's just I feel like there's no way that I can talk about it in a way that couldn't potentially like be triggering to to people to want to do it However, I do think allowing season two to function as a Jenny's ridiculous punchline does the character a huge disservice and more important alienates and condescends to listeners who might identify with any part of her experience. Um, of course, this is a podcast primarily invested in lightheartedly recapping, which I totally get, but even so, that doesn't demand a dismissal of the validity of a central character struggle. 
Um, and I, I completely agree with your point of view. I think that I think the only difference is that I think that we sort of did do that, and you think that we didn't do it. <laughs> I think that's the only difference because I agree with you. I agree with her 100. Yeah. percent I agree with this letter 100. percent But as a Jenny apologist, it's just always great to hear from another Jenny apologist. <laughs> Thank you for supporting also, supporting me, and I promise you that I'm supporting you too. Not all not all the way. I stick to the carnival stuff, but you know who does? I think I don't know if this shows is transparent. Like cool to talk to people like it still. Yeah, I think they do like trauma flashbacks really well and like yeah, Jenny's juice too like yeah. I felt like they're I don't know and those yeah, are like no, kind of whimsical and like don't totally make sense but then they do and like yeah transparency is a good example of it that yeah, yeah. well yeah. Yeah. like trauma inherited trauma and in like Jewish culture like yeah this was just so like scatterbrained yeah it's, you know what's crazy is that this season had two characters on it that were the worst and they were Mark and Gomi and that was the thing that we all we all lived through it together. Mm, we did. Relived What's your favorite it. thing about them? Like about if you them, had to pick a quality from each um, of them. Is how easily murderable they are. <laughs> okay, next episode, Mark and Gomi go to a strip club. Yeah. And the Canadian extras who are the dancers who are also plotting their murder are uh-huh. the girls that work there. Yeah, like that, a total Villanelle move. Exactly. And then they kill them. Villanelle would be able to kill both of them at once. Villanelle would take such pleasure in mm. killing... Gomi and Mark that it's a real shame that we can't my, see I've that just happen. decided my fan fiction is uh, that I would want to see is Villanelle murdering Mark and Gomi absolutely do you think we're going to lose any listeners from this episode from this episode where we don't have a special guest and instead then spent the whole time talking about different ways to kill two men yeah no I don't think we will okay <laughs> just so you guys know we're going to keep this up the whole season it's not going to end here the only excuse for this scene to be going on as long as it is, is if someone had put a special kind of poison in Mark's shampoo that was slowly working its way through his brain, yes. coming in underneath his skin, okay. affecting all of his veins, Love and then it. slowly making... Um, have you seen The Americans? What it looks I like. wish that it happened to Gomi, except I wish that Gomi <laughs> had also died. So that I wish it was a bigger bird, so like it's smashed across Gomi's Maybe his torso. His beak, like, stagged. The beak, the beak, the beak would have hit Gomi in the throat, and he would have bled out. That's what I wish it happened. And he'd just be bleeding out in the yeah. street, and everyone would be like, you suck, and they yeah. wouldn't try to help him. would be like, it's the quality fucking tape. Speaking of boiling. <laughs> You know what I wish is that Gomi was taking a bath and, <laughs> and it was boiling water and, and they were just freezing the temperature <laughs> Then he burst into flames and everyone was like yeah. shrugging oh, well. looking at him. Yeah. And Mark tried to save him and then Mark also caught, caught on fire. fire. Yeah. So, um, and one thing that doesn't happen in this interstitial is no, while they're putting them in the light fixture, at no point does a light fixture fall out of the ceiling and, and, no, and crush both of their skulls. At no point does one pieces. of them fall off a ladder no. putting a camera up. Um, <laughs> No, neither of them died. Like a burglar doesn't come <laughs> no. in and kill them. Just like <laughs> randomly. That could you imagine if that actually happened? Like this whole thing is getting built up, yeah. and then like the house gets robbed <laughs> while they're all at the bachelorette. It party. gets robbed by like the guys from Home Alone. <laughs> but they actually murder the two yeah. of them. Uh-huh. Can you imagine they get home from the bachelorette party and they're just dead with these cameras? And they'd be like, I think we already room. got six months. What I wish had happened in this scene is that then like an anvil came from the sky and crushed both of their bodies. I wish that like part of an airplane, <laughs> like in Donnie Darko came and just landed only yeah. on the shed, uh-huh. killed the two of them, and then no one else would have cared. Yeah. I wish that um, Yomi had been like, here, let's have some apples. And they both bit into apples and then they had poison in poison, them. And then poison they both apples. Died. And then it cut to outside where Jenny yeah. is playing the witch and <laughs> do, she's do, got do, like do, a do, basket do. of poison yeah. apples. And she's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know what? It would be a way for Gomi and Mark to die would be with strawberries in their throats, like they choke on or them, and they're, then they're like, someone give them CPR, and everyone just sits there, sits on their hands. Yeah. Minus one, go, go, Gomi said, "She's not gonna date you, man, because you've got a real life dick." <laughs> I, I like when he like, says quality fuck day. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like it's just written by lesbians that have never <laughs> talked to a man. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember watching it and being like, what? <laughs> like, do they think all men talk like this? Like, not like hashtag all men, but it was, I remember just thinking those characters ridiculous. were really, really over the top ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bit of a caricature at times. Yeah, it's a lot. I like when Mark gets a haircut and it's literally it's Shane's, Shane's like, exact like, haircut. Like, <laughs> He's doing Shane cosplay several times. Honestly, I think, like, honestly, truly, I'm not being sarcastic. I think that if I was to say any good thing about Mark, it would be that physically he is an attractive man. He's cute. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's Blake Lively's brother. I didn't think he was cute. He's Blake Lively's brother? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You'd know that if somebody got the short end of that (laughs) stick. Their dad's dick. <laughs> Is there something you would have like rather like that was like a main vein in the show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's plenty of ways. I mean, there's so many ways that trauma could be triggered. I think we know millions of ways. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been hard for them to find something else <laughs> to, if that's where they wanted to go with it. But God, who would have come? I wonder how they came up with that idea. No, it would just be Hi. like he installed a ring. There's a ring and a nanny cam. (laughs) (laughs) There's Hmm. a nest thermostat. Well, maybe we should hear a bunch of ways that you guys called in on how to kill Mark and Gomi. Gomi and Mark should be launched into a hurricane to throw it off course. We could suffocate them with the scent of Alice's dry erase markers she uses for the chart. We could drown them in um, Tina's birthing pool, uh, her little home doula birthing pool. We could make them listen to Jenny's manatee story on repeat. I mean, come on. And alternately, make them listen to Benjamin Bradshaw's motivational tapes over and over. And finally, we could drop Kit's unused crates of pears onto their heads from an upper story of the CAC because clearly no one is going to be buying those overpriced polenta pear tarts. I would like to do kind of a Buffy crossover, and I think that the best way to murder them would be to stick the gentlemen on them who are the most terrifying villain on Buffy and that's also the best episode of Buffy in my opinion. They would have their hearts ripped out um, and they wouldn't be able to scream and they would have no voice. Kind of like how, you know, I think it's kind of similar to how they secretly videotape Jenny and Shane. They wouldn't be able to protest and they'd have their hearts ripped out. It'd be great for everyone. Here's how Mark and Gomi die. We put them in one of those torture chamber things where there's light for 24 hours and there's no windows and instead of you know just random noise they have to listen to Betty and all the terrible Betty remixes forever. Hi I'm Emily and uh, I live in Australia but I'm British um, which is why I don't have an Australian accent. Um, I'm calling today I am loving the podcast very much, uh, particularly the Mark and Gomi revenge death scenes. 
also, um, I thought I'd share mine, which would be that when Jenny lures Mark into her bedroom, um, she um, injects him with uh, something that puts him to sleep, and then when he wakes up, she she uh, feeds him his own sweetbreads and small organs. Now it's time to talk about Gen Q. I love the new trailer. I'm really into the new trailer. I'm actually excited. Yeah. Like for real. It's funny. It's funny. Music's good. It's cute. I love these assholes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be parts of it that will be stupid and annoying, but... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on these fellas. Yeah. You know? Honestly. Yeah. Of all the reboots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of all. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we see Bet is, again, we, as we all know, going to like be the first lesbian mayor of Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> I, we see that Alice is dating Stephanie Allen and that Stephanie Allen has children and she wants Alice to feel part of the family. And then the guy's going to like throw up in a bucket and Shane's there. I think. Shane and Alice having to take care of a sick kid is a very funny idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see Bette yes. Porter smoking a joint. Good for her. And talking about issues. Lots of like sex. There's everyone looks very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No one's face bothered me. There was not any like hidden cameras or anything. No hidden cameras. Mm-hmm. No carnival flashbacks. No, it was really. It looks really fun. And they're probably saving those for season two. I mean, I what I think is kind of like weird that we are actually sitting here with an actress, <laughs> with yes. a famous actress who, yeah. in fact, is going to be in it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. It's me, actually. <laughs> it's Karen. It's Karen. Yeah, they Sorry. flew Karen down um, to L.A. Making a career pivot. Yeah, <laughs> to acting. Um, to acting. I will be a extra on the new <laughs> show, on the new re- reboot. So look for me in the background of some shots. <laughs> Maybe you'll peeled. see a flash of shoulder. <laughs> that uh, shoulder? You know? It's a nice shoulder. shoulder. Probably the left one. Hopefully that's the good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was uh, on set for two days. It was really fun. Some of the scenes I was in were in that trailer. So oh I'm very excited. God. Oh my very God. Very excited to oh look for myself. OMG. This is cool. Wow. Um, yeah. But they needed awesome. me because I had like a very specific skill. A very specific which is I know skills. how to hold a camera. Oh. Interesting. So how? I'll tell you. How to hold to it or how does she know how? Yeah. Oh, no. How to hold it. Yeah. It's very it's, visual. I want to yeah, be in I'll have to show film. you later. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's what I need to learn how to do, I'll do it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That, I'll, I should learn how to skateboard, too. Right. Whoa. You do need to learn how to be a photographer to be able to play one on TV. Oh. Turns out. So sure. I could play like um, like a, a podcaster, teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Or a podcast host, yes. I don't feel like a podcast host today. <laughs> I feel like a stone teenager <laughs> are there days in which you felt like a podcast yeah host? sometimes i'm like we are on it mm, was it the second tequila shot uh, yeah <laughs> it was really joint. high quality tequila yeah. though it's really it good really nice it's tequila. really really we're nice. not at my house obviously <laughs> yeah we're it was a gift it was a gift it's i did not a very purchase that. smooth it was the first i, I had nev- never taken a tequila shot where it just it just went did not affect me. my throat at all i didn't feel like i was swallowing fire no it was amazing. It's great. Um, is there anything about the trailer or like Gen Q that you're ner- like nervous for, like clenching for? I mean, <laughs> the show. My butthole. Yeah. The show has 
a legacy and it has a lot of stuff that comes along with it and a lot of criticisms and things, but also a lot of great things about the original show. So I think there's just like a lot of people have a lot of feelings and the first season, the first series aired not in the age of Twitter. So there wasn't a place for people to be screaming at each other about about it. it. But certainly have opinions about it, yeah. <laughs> even though there wasn't a place to we write had them. them. <laughs> we just didn't have Twitter. Just how people comment on my recaps. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so if you're reading this, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna. If you're reading this, yes, exactly. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna write recaps because that's what I have to do. It's part of my why I was put on this earth. It's just like what I have to do. Your even though gift I, and your curse. It's like, yeah, it's just what I have yeah. to do. do I, I don't want to, but I'm going to do it. So I hope you guys comment on my posts. <laughs> you guys that's go to, what I, go that's to the what blog. My butt, that's my butthole is clenched about. <laughs> How many comments my posts are going to get? just want to engage with the people. Yeah. I'm nervous. I mean, everything I'm nervous about has nothing to do with the actual show. I'm like, when will show, how, will it be hard to get screeners? Like, when will, am I going to get the screener right, for the first right. one? Like, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how long is it going to take me? Who's going to do, you know, who's gonna, is Grace still going to do my screen caps even though she's famous now? Wow. A lot has changed in 10 years, but you're still clutching your butthole hoping for more comments on your outward recaps. <laughs> ben is mayor. Reese is over here, butthole clenched. <laughs> refreshing the page yeah oh my god god i don't know i don't know if my life looks better now or then (laughs) (laughs) but uh now i'm a successful business owner (laughs) or whatever that's worth a beautiful vacation home (laughs) (laughs) let's listen to some more voicemails hi reese and carly it's alina I've been thinking about you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's true. My name is Alina Rhymes with Marina. It's good stuff right there. Um, I also wanted to say that, yeah, I love the show, but I have been thinking for many years and telling people that Peaches, the musical artist, it was dead. And actually, it is uh, not not that peaches. There's another peaches, some some British peaches who yeah, died, peaches, and yeah, I like just got the two mixed or, up. Or and thank you guys like for um, yeah. informing me because yeah, uh, oh I have God. led a lot of people astray. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, okay, bye. Oh, I feel bad oh for peaches. Goodness. I know so poor peaches. peaches is very much alive. That's so funny. That's so good. Oh my Thank gosh, you, Lena. Really funny. <laughs> that's so good. Thank and I, you know, I appreciate my- a Marina voicemail yeah. anytime. So that was, that was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I used to leave that voicemail. I would just call my friends and leave that as voicemails. Me doing the Marina voicemail to Jenny, <laughs> but then college. I love the idea of somebody being like, oh, they're like thinking like Peaches is dead, even though Peaches that, is like. That moment, like, oh, shit, <laughs> they're alive. <laughs> and then starting to count, all, like seeing the faces of everyone you've <laughs> ever told. Hi, this is Liz. I was listening to your episode and you started talking about Villanelle. And I was like, why are they referring to this like obscure 19 line poetic form that I really like. And then I Googled it and I realized it was a character on Killing Eve. 
Anyway, watching Neil work for the first time, so learning a lot. You should watch Killing Eve when you're done watching the L word. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's good. A far superior. It's actually show. genuinely really good. It's legitimately <laughs> excellent. Yeah, it's so good. You like this? You're gonna really <laughs> like Love Killing that. Eve. Yeah. Oh boy. I just also want to say, Reese, that uh, I messaged you personally on Autostraddle in like 2012 um, to tell you that I was very concerned uh, and needed advice about a bacterial infection <laughs> that my girlfriend had given me um, at one point, And I was like, what do I do? And I think you said, please go to Planned Parenthood. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out um, and uh, just harken back to that. I just want to say thank you to me. <laughs> And for giving the wonderful best. folks at Planned Parenthood. Uh, yeah, because that was really good advice. I it's thought this really was great. something else when this girl, <laughs> this girl had messaged me on Formspring and was talking about how like she, it was like her first girlfriend, I think. And like she didn't, she could not stand, like she could not go down on her girlfriend. Like she hated it because the smell was so strong and she, Jesus <laughs> right. And Worth. I was like, I know this sounds a way, but like, I think it's possible that your girlfriend just has BV and needs to go to Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. <laughs> and see if she does. Um, if she doesn't, then, you know, I don't remember my, that's more complicated. So I don't remember what I said right. for that or whatever, but she met, she follow up message me and was like, thank you so much. <laughs> she did. Wow. She'd had BV that whole time, like for like a yeah. year and not, oh, and not known it. Yikes. And then oh when she, God. she took antibiotics and now they can have oral sex. And I was like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Get this girl You've a show. Two correct doctor. <laughs> you are a medical consultant. <laughs> so basically, you just tell people to go see a doctor. Yes, that's true. Yeah, medical I'm a, I'm an agent for Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, go to Planned Parenthood. That's yeah. always good advice. Yep. It's a great place. I mean, you will have to wait forever with everyone's boyfriend, but you'll get an eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Fair. the Planned Parenthood. You know, <laughs> the Planned Parenthood in Michigan was just like a waiting room of bored boyfriends mm -hmm. yeah because sometimes a boyfriend would like get three chairs together and to take a nap in the lobby Aww. you know because once you got back there it didn't move much faster yeah <laughs> it's just me and the boyfriend I, think I definitely left my boyfriend in Planned Parenthood waiting room <laughs> a couple times in college I think I only got a boyfriend to go with me once and I was like finally I'm a girl at Planned Parenthood with her boyfriend <laughs> I always had so one to leave you're like this is a good relationship he came yeah, with I me know, I was Planned so happy because I've had boyfriends before, but like I always had a boyfriend, but like they never wanted to come with or they had to like work or whatever. You know, I was like, I no, like what they, do I have to do? Get pregnant? I feel, yeah, I feel like they only go like if, if that's it's what, a pregnancy test. Or if they're making their like girlfriend go on a pill for them so yeah. they can stop using condoms. Sure she gets them. Mm. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I'll go with you. And they're like, lift up your tongue. Whereas I'm like, like I am my body, my health. I'm taking care of it. Yeah. You know? Beautiful. Well, thank you. Okay, thank last you. one. You might know this person. Hi, Reese. Hi, Carly. It's Sarah Sarwar. <laughs> I was thinking about you. That's it. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Hi, Sarah Sarwar. How did I not recognize her voice? She was doing a Marina she voice. She did. It was really good. Uh, it was really good. She I dropped was like, a couple levels. <laughs> Wow, season two's over. Can you believe season two happened and now is over? I can 
hardly believe it. But it did. It and did. We and now did it. we are entering the total fucking nightmare of season three, which is just like a slow march towards literal death. Yeah. This mm. season three of this podcast will be the our slow descent into madness, probably. Yeah, it sure will be. Can't wait. Ooh, it's going to be tough, guys. But we're going to be right there with you laughing inappropriately. I don't know what voice I was just doing. (laughs) We'll be dying. We'll be talking, laughing, loving. Loving. We'll find fun things to do. So I think that in conclusion, we did a great job (laughs) for all of season two. Carly and Robin are really good at being married. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's true. Robin, who is your favorite L word character? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Okay, so you can I can have multiple think, categories. Yeah, I think my favorite character is probably um, Alice, Leisha Haley's character. So anyway, Alice and Dana are definitely my favorite couple. Uh, my favorite Elwood character, thanks for asking, uh, <laughs> was Alice through and through. I also love Bet. I want Bet to like scold me. <laughs> she will. I know. She would love every that more chance than that she gets. I would just like make her. Uh, I would boil water for her all the time so that so she, she grabs d- the handle and he's like, ah, you know what so I would, she could yell. I would love <laughs> <remember> that scene. <laughs> you know, Alice had sex with Lisa in episode, like the third or fourth episode or seventh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she didn't have I'm sex again sure in the show until, until Dana. Oh yeah. Right. I was really, really mad when they ended. I was like, they had to do it, but it was like the realest relationship, I think, like, yeah, to date. Just it's like the most like real, like, yeah, real life one. Yeah. And then they have to make it all real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we shout out to the third host you never have really get to hear about? Oh, you mean Carol? Carol? Aired <laughs> oh, yeah. Bernard. Carol. What is Carol's full name? Oh, it's Carol. it's Carol. I know. Carol actually just left my lap for Brittany's lap. Yeah, she, that's exactly she sure what did. just happened. Or drunk and not paying attention. Yeah, like writing. I call Carol by whoever, by the name of whoever was most recently in my house for like that's three days afterwards. That's my mother's been addressing and me And I call for other people Carol all the time. Yeah. Which, I'm excited like, which for you great. to call Carol Brittany. <laughs> That'll be nice. Brittany. Car- Carol's my dog. Oh, nice if you're going my lap. Nice what? Yeah, she'll go in your lap. Yeah. You think she wants she to might. talk about, about how the, the lack of dog representation? Yeah. You can. Lift so you her. can't see this at home, but uh, Brittany has picked up Carol and is bringing. Carol her, is my tiny Chihuahua. Bring her over. Carol is putting on her reading glasses so she can look at her notes. Yeah, she's and is going to give us some input. On yeah, the she'll scene. let us know her Elbert origin story, which is a little more recent than ours because she has only been alive she for like four years. She barely yeah. even remembers Since Obama. Time. Yeah, she's actually older than all of us. Yeah, she has. She's forty. No. Yeah, she's wait. forty. Or no, wait, twenty-eight. Carol just woke up. Carol. She's just like, uh, hello, do you remember me? I'm a dog. I'm very cute. And my name is Carol, and I would like some attention now. Carol. Carol, my love. Did you like this episode? Carol, do you remember the film? Carol aired Tinkerbell Jr. uh, Bernard Sullivan. Oh, nice. Porter. It's beautiful. Porter. <laughs> yeah. For mayor. For mayor. You can bet on Porter, baby. Ooh. That better be the slogan. If not, better we're going to make shirts. Better, <laughs> better shirts. be. Yeah, we, we have shirts coming. They'll be in the store soon. 
Bet Porter Boston. for mayor shirts. You bet. Oh yeah, yeah that's exciting. Yeah, I'm gonna get buy out one. and vote, people. <laughs> yeah, get out and if vote. If there's anything you take from this, it is <laughs> register to vote. Register. <laughs> Beth is vote. running. That's yeah. what the most first important thing lesbian is mayor of Los Angeles. You know, and we need a lesbian mayor because we live here. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think she's gonna do about the fires? Uh, put she's gonna put them out. Put them out. <laughs> she's gonna put the. You, or all they need to do is, is put the power James lines the underground. Show. Yeah, they she's could gonna put them that. out. They could do that, and then we'd be fine. I mean, the world when we die of an earthquake, but. <laughs> wow. Either way, Bet'll be mayor. We're all gonna die, <laughs> you guys. God, I think about that all the time. I just want you all to know uh, what I listen to most of the times. <laughs> I want to say something about when Karen. I edit this podcast. <laughs> Karen really puts up with a lot. And does yeah. such a great job, including like incredibly long tangents that never make it to air, including a lot of things that we then tell her she's not allowed to. Yeah. Is that good, Karen? Karen, leave it all in. Cut this part out, Karen. Cut this part out. Um, Karen, remove that. Uh, yep. Lauren. <laughs> Karen. Um, Karen I'm going to ask Karen to cut it out, so I should probably stop talking about it. Hi, Karen. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Karen cut all of it. <laughs> no, don't put that in, Karen. Karen, take that out. Um, Karen, you gotta take all that out. Oh my God! Yeah, Karen, yeah. Karen, don't take that out, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Um, Karen, don't put that part in there. Okay. Okay, Karen, cut that part out. Karen, pause right here. Okay. This yeah. journey that my brain went on was this something incredible. that I would really love uh, Lauren to cut out. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Um. Don't put that in, Karen. Maybe Karen just got that whole part. <laughs> <laughs> we just like really care about you and want yeah, you to feel special helping. when you're listening we're to. Helping. Yeah, we're we're helping. Does it we're bother helpers. you that they don't call you by your real name? <laughs> Honestly, you know what it is. <laughs> do you think Karen's your real name? <laughs> no, like some sometimes when people say Karen, it's genuine, and I feel right. it. Yeah, and it's like like it's out of love. Yeah. yeah. And like sometimes people say it. I don't know. I'm like a care. I'm like, this, it's like not me. I'm like, you're just like talking to not me. You're like, mm. I feel like when we say Karen, we're referring to like the sort of industrious character, Karen, who's yeah. like very on the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like Karen yeah. who does the work. Karen. No, Karen is your work, is your work personality. Karen and Lauren work. is your, your real self. Yeah. Karen putting in the long hours. Yeah. You know? Doing yeah. everybody else's job for them. Right. Know? Not Karen. Karen, who hates a group project. <laughs> Karen's like, God, just give me, I'll do, do it. it. I'll do it. Just let me do it. Um, but sometimes, I don't know, it's like, sometimes I hear like, you'll say, you'll say it like off the cuff. I'm like, uh -huh. oh, I thought Karen was going to do it. And I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and sometimes I get G chats from Marnie and she's like, hey, Care. <laughs> Care Bear. Care Bear. Care. Care Bear. You know. Yeah. It's like fine. It'll die one day. No, it won't. <laughs> It's if like the longest. If you want it to die, you're going to have to I'm kill it yourself. <laughs> My pronouns are not. I've Karen. met these two. They can keep up a bit for years, literally. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's fine. Okay. It's well, if you ever I'll, wanted to die, just give me the word. There's something I really like. Try something. to kill it. That I like about the, the, the concept, the Karen concept. Well, She's do you, a, you know like how it started, it right? Yeah, I tell the origin story was Karen? Yeah, Marnie, we were like in Wisconsin and Marnie was like sitting on the stage and was either texting me or like texting my name and it 
autocorrected Lauren to Karen. And literally, like, I was sitting in front of her. And uh-huh. just, I saw her and she was like, ah, you're such a Karen. <laughs> and then it, and then literally it was like, <laughs> like the whole camp started doing it. The whole it. camp caught on fire. And I would, like, respond. And it was like, all right. Some people would like ask for you. Like there was, I forgot which staff member, but like in the beginning of camp this year, they were like, have you seen Karen? But they said it in this genuine way and I knew they weren't close to you. And I was like, oh, Lauren Klein. I was like, well, actually her name is Lauren. We just call her Karen. (laughs) You can call her Karen too, but I'm just letting you know if you would like to call her Lauren since you're new. Because I feel like, I feel like the character of Karen only exists for people who are working with Karen. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's Karen from work. Yeah. She's Karen from work. I do get a lot of like random texts from people like when her, when Hurricane Karen was a thing not oh. too long ago. I was getting oh. a lot of memes. I enjoyed all those memes. Uh, yeah, and it's cute. It's this is our girl. Karen's our girl. Karen, yeah, you know, Karen, girl yeah. from work. Yeah, Karen's like yeah, like Karen's bringing the chords. Like Karen's yeah. like Karen's, Karen's got the chords. She's got the microphone. Karen's yeah. also yeah. like fun. Like Karen brings in bagels on Friday morning, yeah. and it's oh. like, hey, I brought these in for everybody. I love carbs, and everyone's like, <laughs> Karen. Karen, that's Karen. Oh, Karen! How'd you know I didn't have breakfast this morning, Karen? And then sometimes after work, Karen goes to the happy hour with her coworkers at Applebee's. Yeah, and they just gets the mozzarella sticks. You know, it's it's like a title. It's like an honorific. Oh my god, it absolutely is. There's no, there's no equivalent. Like I am like a CEO, you know. Yeah, and Lauren's like a Karen. Karen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's only one. I want to thank all the listeners that wrote in and called in your voicemails are really sweet i'm really sorry we can't put all of them in there's just not enough podcast time <laughs> for me to edit Podcast time cost podcast money. Uh, <laughs> but i just know that they're every single one of them was listened to by me and i sometimes listen to some of them more than once because they were cute so i strung together a little super cut of all the really nice things you had to say about recent carly i recent carly uh, just calling to say that um, I love the podcast, feeling the fuck out of it, listening religiously, um, or should I say agnostically, because I'm agnostic. Um, but seriously, yeah, loving the podcast. So thanks so much. Love the podcast. So excited to hear the next episode. Yay! Just wanted to say I love the podcast. It always gets my week off to a really good start so thanks for making monday funny because there's not really much else about monday that's funny thank you so much for the podcast i really love it just wanted to tell you how much i i look forward to listening to you guys talk about this show every week and i listen to it while working on my farm and driving around um the countryside in Maine. and i just i love it uh, thanks for giving us this platform and for giving us this continued story. I love the L Word podcast. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Jessica, and I am a first grade teacher in Osceola, Arkansas, uh, pretty far away. Um, I just moved um, five hours away from my hometown to do this job, and it's been pretty lonely and it's all, you know, changes and scary. So your podcast has been helping me cope with any changes that are afoot. Um, and basically I just wanted to express my gratitude and I think you guys are fucking hilarious and I've been obsessed with the L word for years and I've been made fun of and 
everyone's tired of talking about it with me, so it's great to have, like, this community. So thank you for your great podcast. It makes me laugh. And keep doing great stuff. Um, I just wanted to say I really love the show. It's like a balm to my ears every Monday morning. Um, and I especially love that uh, when I heard the episode where Reese says something about a bridge that you can walk over in Vancouver, I was walking over the Cammy Street Bridge. I don't know if that's one you meant. There's like a lot of bridges here. But it was really nice and it made me really happy. I just want to say that I absolutely loved Ellen Back so much. Hey, y'all. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm sorry, I just always wanted to say that. Um, my name is Atanti, and I live in Atlanta, Georgia, but I was born and raised in Freeport, Bahamas. You know, the island that the hurricane sat over for 48 hours and absolutely pummeled it? Yeah. So these last few years have been rough, mentally and emotionally, and I just wanted to say thank you both for being a bright spot in these really, really hard times for me. Um, you make even the terrible episodes better with the commentary and also please never stop coming up with the best best scenarios of getting rid of mark and gomi love you bye that was really cute i loved it thanks yeah. guys that's really wonderful to hear i like to think about someone on the farm listening to it like mm-hmm. on a tractor yeah in the corn. Or walking on a bridge in Vancouver. Or walking on a bridge in Vancouver. Or driving through Arkansas. Driving. Teaching first graders. Yeah. All of the above. All, yeah, you guys are all real over the place. <laughs> yeah. It's a rich Americana. tapestry of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So I really want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're going to listen now? You guys have convinced me to listen to this podcast <laughs> that my wife does. <laughs> um, should we do our... Our L words? Our L words. I'm sorry. Can someone explain this to me? So oh. I know what we're doing. We all just say an L word. Just they just say an L word. Any word that starts with any L. Sir, anyway, it could be so dumb. Oh, you just okay. say it. Yeah. We're all say it at the same time. Um, we'll count you. Oh, and okay. then I'm going to put you into a Betty songs on beat. <laughs> okay. Okay. One, two, three. Lethargic. Lemonade. Lawyer. Laceration. Linguistics. L word. Lethargic. Lit. Leaving. List. Leaving. Loaded baked potato. <laughs> Lindsay. Laceration. Lavender. Leering. Linoleum. Loser. LaCroix. Laura. Lubricant. Lori Moore. Lufa. Lysol. Lollipop. Lashes. Lorraine. Luscious. Lobster. Laryngitis. Lip gloss. Lonely. Listeners. Lauren. Lackluster. What'd you say? I said lackluster. Like Carly not having a word. Okay, Carly, lackluster. just say it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you a dictionary that's just all the letter L's. <laughs> get me the L. Dictionaries, L dictionaries have L's in them. But we just the L section. Oh. <laughs> How about legumes? Yeah. Or, or lagoons. Both. Or, I would take both. <laughs> a lagoon full of mm. lagoons. Well, or cheated. I said <laughs> listeners because we have such great listeners. Mm. Wow. Wow. Throwing it back. Who I love. <laughs> and I'm very grateful for your um, love and appreciation. And so I said listeners. All right. Well, hope you've enjoyed whatever this was. Two next hours. week we've got the next uh, next week we start season three. Oh we start season God. Three. Should we it's tell them who our special bad. guest is? Who is it? It's Fazia Mirza. Woo! The Foz. Yeah. Joins us uh, next week. Four, for season three. three. Oh. One. One. Bye. Bye. Bye.
crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way.